Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Earlier this month, a group of St. Louis students won an international championship that's every bit as big in the poetry slam world as the Stanley Cup is in hockey. The St. Louis Youth Poetry Slam Team, a supergroup composed of local high school students and recent graduates, won the 2019 Brave New Voices Grand Slam on July 20th, and with it, international bragging rights. The prestigious competition has been around for more than two decades, and this is the first time a St. Louis team has been crowned its champion. Joining me in studio today to talk about the team are two of its members and one of their coaches. Zach Lesmeister, who is a freshman at Emerson College, is a graduate of Marquette High School. He's joined by Kiana Fox, who graduated from Collinsville High School this spring and is headed to college in Indianapolis this fall. Also joining us is Sahara Sista Souls, a poet in her own right, as well as one of the people who helped coach and support the team. Zach, Kiana, and Sahara, thank you for joining us today. Zach, let's start with you. I understand you're the city's former Youth Poet Laureate. Can you tell us all a little bit about what Poetry Slam even is? So Poetry Slam is, uh, it originated out of the Black Arts Movement, but um, today in St. Louis, there's um, multiple levels, but um, it's basically, there are, you have three minutes and 30 seconds in the youth scene to perform your poem, and that can involve choreography, some people read off paper, some of it's memorized, and it all, like topic-wise, it ranges really from anything. Um, but yeah, the only th the only rule basically is that you can't have a prop. The only prop is <laughs> that's the yourself. only rule. Everything yeah. else is, is all Everything good. Everything else is game. It almost sounded to me a little bit like hip hop. Are there some some commonalities there? Well, there are a lot of, I guess, an intersection of hip hop and slam poetry is that a lot of it deals with community, and a lot of it's about speaking on one's community and criticisms on your own community and other communities. Tell us a little bit about how you first got involved in this scene. I first got involved in poetry itself through my speech and debate team in high school. And in the category of poetry in speech, no one on my team like participated in that. So I just, on a whim, decided I was going to perform poetry. But in speech and debate, you only perform other people's works of poetry. So through researching different poems, I was able to find a poet by the name Hugh Wien, and his poem really connected with me as his poem dealed with being Vietnamese, living in the Midwest, and being queer, and those intersections weren't available to me through other uh, classes in high school, the poetry that we were reading in class. So that inspired me to start writing, and we formed a high school poetry team, and we reached out to Herb Arts, and Herb Arts kind of gave us a home to allow us to perform poetry. Kiana, tell me a little bit about how you got involved. Was it a similar story to Zach? Uh, yeah, um, in my high school, we already had like a poetry club. Um, it was very small, but it wasn't like slam like oriented at all. Um, you were I, reading more of the classic poets? Yeah, or? classic like prose, like poetry for the page kind of thing. Um, and then I slowly started introducing the idea of slam poetry when I stumbled um, upon like a YouTube video of it. And I fell in love with, you know, like speaking about things you're passionate about and not just like just going up there and just speaking about things that matter or like that's going on in the world and showing that like showing your truth and um, once I started bringing it up to my coach at the time uh, 
we like started infiltrating like a team and it was very small and um it was we were called like Illinois and we like struggled a lot Illinois yeah like Illinois and since then like it kind of blew up um like my freshman year until now so and when you say it kind of blew up you mean at your high school a lot of people are now yeah we started um getting a lot more recognition um it was really cool because we would perform for the school on like on stage in the auditorium um but sadly this year my coach did leave to a different high school I think and she so our team might not be there anymore um because we don't really have that type of like poetry it's a very small town so not many people know what slam poetry is. hard to find the right advisor or yeah coach. Sahara I, I understand that this particular team that went all the way to Las Vegas this mm-hmm. did not come out of a particular high school it came out of a number of high schools can you yes. tell me a little bit about how this winning team comes together yeah so we have high schools all over st louis in the st louis area um, metro area that come together and they are a part of the verb quake program at herb arts and basically verb quake is where the coaches um, go into the schools uh, we work with the teachers making sure they have all that they need to assist the kids in coaching them uh, for the slam competition Uh, so they compete as a team and then the teams compete together and the top teams uh, get to send their individual representatives to the verb quake competition and then they have the solo poets that come together and they're able to compete against each other in the top about top five six teams are all on the team together so this team, I was I was stunned when I did a little bit of research into this. You're going all the way from Collinsville to there's a member coming from Jefferson County. I, I mean, there's almost like an hour that you'd have to drive between these two spots. How do you possibly get everybody together for any practice? So they work together digitally a lot. Um, They do get together. This team was really supportive of each other. They were able to carpool, um, have sleepovers, do all of that to get ready for the competition, which was really great just to see the camaraderie that came from that. And then being able to put their work in a digital place. Um, So in a Google Doc form, which we were able to look over and edit and do whatever we needed to do so that when they rehearsed, they could do that. Uh, And then we had two alumni poets who were a part of the Verb Quake program in the past who actually stepped in and they were invested in the team and they wanted to see the success of them. And so they helped with choreography and also with the poetry. So it was really a collaborative effort, I feel, um, where just everybody kind of was in sync does that feel true to what you guys witnessed? You're all in sync. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. I mean, in the beginning, I feel that we were all, since just about everyone on the team was new to Raven Voices. So in previous years on the team, it's usually like there's a lot of returning people, uh, but a lot of people have aged out. So the team was completely comprised with new people, which so when we first formed, no one really knew each other. So there was that kind of like awkwardness in the beginning, but as time progressed, we were meeting for like seven hours at a time at some points. So wow. we would that's a long yeah, poetry yeah. practice right there. <laughs> uh, multiple times a week. So through that, we definitely got to know each other very well. In, in terms of these digital tools, I, I mean, could you have done this back in the day before things like Google Documents and being able to send audio files? It, it sounds like that would allow somebody from Collinsville to be a part of something <laughs> that's maybe not right in their backyard. Um, yeah, I feel like 
definitely the digital like helped a lot it helped us like get closer to each other I mean like not have to I don't know like struggle to get like together and go to meetings like it was very like easy to just see each other and it was also it like helped us grow closer to each other like all the time because we would always like comment on each other's stuff like we were always like connected through one thing and um, especially with the Google Docs like we always could see each other's poetry we could help edit we could look over it we could give comments and it just helped a lot um, bringing our like pieces together. Sounds like a very collaborative process. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have, I know our listeners are probably wondering, when do we get to hear the poetry? We're going to play you some poetry. We actually have a wonderful recording of one of the pieces that uh, Zach and Kiana performed alongside their teammates in Las Vegas a week and a half ago. This piece is several minutes long, and it's called Reparations. My grandmother came to America from Haiti. From Vietnam. From Mexico. From, from hand-stitched dresses. And hand-pulled noodles. Hot-pressed hair. And deserts hotter than hell. She, she made, made her, her own heaven, heaven in a country, country that wanted her dead. That bombed our people with napalm. Built walls to keep our people out. She, she raised our family out of gun smoke. Taught us the cactus flower blooms in the harshest heat. Taught us to remember where we came from. So we remember the killing fields and ships. The cotton and sugar cane we picked. Slave Sharpening their anger into knives. Black and brown bodies killed for your American dream. We remember the history you tried to bleach us out of. Textbooks white as Trump's face before a spray tan. Laws that made it illegal for us to read, to write, to stand right here and say this poem. This poem is our reparations. This poem is our declaration of war. Because if we must fight, if we must remind America of the blood we spilled, the black and brown fans that made it great in the first place, then we will weaponize our poetry. We will weaponize our joy we, we will, will take, take back everything america stole from us our joy is the freedom songs our grandmothers carried under their tongues the melody and melanin passed down from plantation to public school from throats ringing with prayer to accents dancing the tango it's, it's sunday, sunday nights in the, the kitchen. kitchen frying plantains and red beans and rice with my auntie frying egg rolls with my grandmother frying chorizo with cumin and red pepper the cajun turkey popping in the pan like gunshots like thunder over the oceans we crossed to get here our joy is talking with our sisters it's talking about our sisters her afro bouncing to the beat of her own heart not hands up on the corner to the sound of sirens our joy is the trans woman who threw the first brick at stonewall the mexican women who buried their bones at the border like seeds our joy is a survivor our joy is a bad you mistake for a becky our joy is a wildflower you mistake for a weed our joy is us getting out of bed after the election and the riot and the shooting and the next shooting and the, sh and the next our joy is protecting everyone we love it's living after every time we wanted to die every time we talked ourselves off the ledge of a panic attack every time we put a white man in his place every time we walk out of the house and all this femme realness this, this step to me and i'll read you down realness this come for my joy and you can catch these hands realness this watch us drag you till you got no edges left realness america we grew wings from where you whipped us we don't want your 40 acres and a mule we want a townhouse and a benz we want everything you owe us our joy says better have my money our joy woke up like this our joy laughs at your fear and your hatred with all its teeth our joy is this poem it's us right here it's us right here in this room right now together alive and fighting that was Reparations, performed by the St. Louis Youth Poetry Team, who we're sitting down with in studio today. Do you have a brief poem of your own to share, perhaps with a local theme? Tweet us, at STL on air, send an email to talk at stlpublicradio.org, 
or share your poem via our St. Louis on the Air Facebook group and join the conversation. Zach, can you tell us a little bit about the process of writing these pieces? How does something go from an idea to the point where you guys are on stage actually performing it? For sure. So basically, once someone comes up with an idea, we uh, figure out how many people we want on the poem. And maximum you can have is four people. So then we'll have each of those people uh, write a two-page rough draft. Um, and the final draft of the poem itself ends up being around two to two and a half pages just for time. Uh, so with having each person write a two-page draft, that gives us a, like eight pages of material to cut down and find the best lines for. Then after we have constructed and chosen the lines that we want to be in the poem, we'll designate who's saying what lines. And from there, we'll move on to choreography, and which our team, we focus a lot on choreography and have a lot of movements. Because for us, uh, like it adds more like a visual element uh, to the poem and allows the audience to kind of see exactly like what we're talking about. Do you find that some members of the team are better writers and others are better performers? Or is it all that everybody's in that mix? Um, I feel like definitely, um, personally, like I lacked in performance. Um, I did a little bit of theater in high school, um, but it was mostly, it was like I only did like one musical, so I never really had like that performance aspect. Um, people, you know, like Zach, like, um, and especially like our assistant coaches, um, they're like amazing with performance, like it comes so smoothly. Um, but definitely like the people that lacked in performance, like we got the help we needed, like we went over it so many times that, you know, to make sure it looks great on stage. And for writing, like, I feel like everybody on the team was just an amazing writer. Like there was nobody that really like outdid another person. Like everyone has their own specific style and, you know, they say things in their own way. And it was just really nice to see all that come together. Sahara, are the coaches doing much in the way of editing or is the team making edits on each other's work? Helping edit. So each keeps each coach does a different part. Um, so the assistant coaches really helped with the editing of the poems. Um, and then uh, Paul Tran was one of our coaches and was really amazing at going and looking at the documents and really just helping with the lines that were there. Uh, so that was really amazing to see because that's a well-known poet uh, who has a accomplished so much and is actually studying at WashU uh, to get the degree in MFA, so in creative writing. So, you know, to see that come together uh, and to see them assist with the writing and just create something really great was amazing. I'm talking with two members of St. Louis's championship-winning Youth Poetry Slam team, Zach Lesmeister and Kiana Fox, and with Sahara Sista Souls, who helped coach the team all the way to their 2019 victory. Tell us a little bit about that trip to Las Vegas. How long were you guys there, and, and what happened in the competition? We were there for four days. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the first the first few days that you're there, that you're there, um, it's more of like opening ceremonies, workshops, and getting to know the other cities and other poets from across the world, which um, is very fun and it kind of builds a camaraderie at Brave New Voices. And then um, later on, it moves on to like the quarterfinal bouts and semis and finals. But Las Vegas itself was so hot. There was, <laughs> it was so, so hot. hot. And it, it always is, yeah. it's like a hair dryer. Yeah, it was my first time going there and I don't know 
when people were talking about how Las Vegas is in a desert, I thought they were I thought that was just like a metaphor. They were joking, <laughs> and they were not lying. Like, they were not. <laughs> sand everywhere. Yeah. So in terms of the competition, um, I understand this one just came down to the wire. Tell me a little bit about how you guys won this thing. Um, uh, definitely the practicing. Like, we mm-hmm. practiced so much. Um, there was one meeting, like, we had before. We were there from, like, 9 a.m. to, like, 7 p.m., um, even while we were there, um, we didn't, we still got to, like, experience, like, the fun activities, like, we got to go, like, to these, like, workshops and stuff, but in, like, the middle times, we would be practicing um, very silently and are really <laughs> whispering um, so other teams wouldn't hear us, and we would go over it, um, and we did that every day as much as we could within all the gaps, so definitely just going over it and over it and over it again until we have it, like, basically perfect is... Um, really what helped us to get there. And tell me what happened in the finals. Who who did you beat and how? Uh, Yeah, so in the finals, uh, we competed against Chicago, Sacramento, and uh, Newark. And so it was really amazing to see them go up there uh, down to the wire. It was kind of us against Chicago. Oh, that's <laughs> and perfect. So we were we were like, okay, let's see what's gonna happen. Uh, from the coaching standpoint, uh, we were really just talking about how we knew Chicago kind of pulls on a trauma and kind of pulls um, a turn uh, in one of the rounds. And so we anticipated it coming. So right before we were like, nope, we're going to switch our strategy because we're ahead of them in this round. So we want to go ahead and leave the conversation out. Uh, So there's a lot of strategy that goes in Poetry Slam. uh, And we were so happy that we went ahead and did that transition because it it just played out beautifully and even down to the wire we're waiting for the scores and we're tabulating and we knew before the team did so we're just like looking at them as they go on stage and we're like okay we're not gonna say anything but oh my god y'all won (laughs) and then you were told that you won what happened then did you break into poetry (laughs) no we we just we just hugged each other, honestly. That's like yeah. when, we, when we found yeah, out we won semifinals, the same yeah. thing happened. Mm-hmm. And then in finals, it was for me, um, I was full of joy, but also a, some sense of relief because it was my last year doing Brain Voices, my third time. So um, knowing that I was able to not only make final stage my last year, but uh, be with the team for a winning moment was such an amazing experience. Kiana, what was going through your mind? Um, I was just like overwhelmed with emotions. Um, I've been wanting to do Brave New Voices as soon as I found out about it when I was 14 and now finally having this chance and also just going as far as we did was amazing. Um, And also like my family, like my brother is also heavily into poetry and he loves all that stuff and I just kind of was there for him because he never got involved with this type of slam poetry is more you know like he's more of a musician and I was just doing it for them and I was also so happy for the team in general because you know everyone wanted it so bad like mm-hmm. they really wanted to win and it was so nice seeing everybody's like emotions like we were crying mm-hmm. and we're hugging each mm-hmm. other it was just it was so amazing in general so you guys are now done with high school does that mean that you're you're done with poetry slam oh um no in there's in the college scene. There's this thing called Cupsy, which is basically the same thing as Brave Voices, but for uh, the college scene. And so each college represents, you know, their own. 
So you'll, you'll continue to do that yeah. there in college. That's great. Um, I want to thank Zach Lesmeister, Kiana Fox, and Sahara, Sahara Sister Souls of the St. Louis Youth Poetry Slam team for joining us today. Zach, Kiana, and Sahara, great to talk to you. You too. You too. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.